Hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. It's Denise Salcedo and I am very happy to introduce to you my guest for today is a seven-time Emmy award-winning news and sports anchor and longtime WWE host. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Scott Stanford. Hi, Scott. Oh, thank you, Denise. What a pleasure to be here. I've been waiting for this for like a month. I couldn't get on the show. Finally, my agent booked me. Yes. Hey, we have a long list of, of people waiting here today. Um, but seriously, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and talk to me. You know, you have had such a tremendously long career with WWE and you've been able to do so many stuff, but not just with WWE, but all across the board. Uh, but before we get started, let's just go ahead and uh, jump into how are you doing, especially right now with all the madness of the world and how much much our lives have changed. You know what, Denise? I think I'm the only guy who lost weight during the COVID <laughs> quarantine. I eat, I eat ice cream and pizza and devil dogs all day long, and yet I just continue to lose weight. It's unbelievable. Um, but no, listen, I'm just, you know, I'm just surviving like everybody else, just trying to, uh, you know, keep stay away from the virus and stay healthy and try and, you know, keep working and and everybody stays healthy. That's all that matters, right? Yeah, no, that's exactly what matters. And I'm I'm happy that you say you're probably the only person who's lost the quarantine weight because <laughs> I know like at the beginning it was like, oh, eat, eat, eat. And then it's like, oh no, like this ain't going away. Like you gotta, you gotta start losing some weight here. <laughs> I wish I had a dollar for every time I opened up the refrigerator door. If I would have just put a buck into a little bowl, I, I'd have a hundred thousand dollars by now. I know there's this really funny meme that I saw floating around the internet too that was like oh like every time you go into your refrigerator your refrigerator starting to judge you from how many times you've just been opening and it's like what do you want now like you've taken everything right. from me um, <laughs> but Scott I gotta say you with your work in WWE you have brought so much professionalism to the product and you have a very very fun personality and I just want to know since starting with WWE from 2009 until now, it's been well over 10 years. What yeah. has the experience been like for you? Oh, it's, it's been phenomenal, Denise. I, you know, that's what WWE is one of those things that I managed to keep constant over the last uh, December will be 11 years now wow. uh, with all my jobs in New York TV from, from NBC channel four and fix 11. Uh, I've always managed to keep WWE going and, I, you know, except for, except for one Monday when I had food poisoning and I couldn't get out of my bed, I don't think I missed a day of work there in close to 11 years. And I just, you know, I, regardless of what it is, whether it's, you know, whether I was doing commentary on superstars or backstage reporting or now doing, you know, the kickoff shows for, for the uh, pay-per-views and, and NXT and this week in WWE, I mean, I think I've done pretty much everything. Uh, I just, I, I love it. It's so much fun. Uh, I grew up a WWE fan. I was always a big fan of Mean Gene Okerlund. Always wanted to be announcers. So I kind of got to, you know, live my boyhood dream. Um, but it's been, it's just, it's so much fun. And I, I love the entertainment of it. And I love the storylines of it. I love how the fans get so into it. Um, you know, they're so passionate about it. And uh, it's just been such a, a great ride. I, I listen. I, I remember the first day I walked in the door for my audition. Uh, <laughs> How I can't was that? Believe, it's you know it was funny. I walked. It was with Joey Styles, um, who was there at the time, and and Joey brought me in, and he knew me from New York TV, so he was excited to see me. I was excited to see him, 
uh, and they basically, they put you through this little audition process and then you call a couple of matches and then you wait to hear, uh, you know, if they want to use you. Uh, and I walked in and I, you know, I, I aced everything because I was a big fan of the product. And uh, next thing you know, I'm doing shows in the studio. And next thing you know, I'm on the road and, and it was just bing, bang, boom. And like I said, I, I can't believe it's been almost 11 years now, but I still, I wake up every day. I go to WWE the days that I'm working. I look forward to putting my suit on and, and, and doing the, doing the work because it's, it's just so much fun. Exactly. I can only imagine like what a wild ride it's been for you. And here's the thing is that you mentioned the fact that you've worked and you've done pretty much interview everything, interviews, uh, hosting, whatever it is, you've done it in <laughs> WWE. So with that being said, what would you say were some of your favorite projects that you did with the company or that you've done? With you the know company? what? My, 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 still my favorite day at WWE was probably when we first started doing pre-shows, the kickoff shows for uh, the pay-per-views, one of the first ones we did, and this is still pre-WWE Network, so they just ran on like YouTube and Facebook. Uh, I was the first kickoff show host, which was WrestleMania 29 uh, at MetLife Stadium here in New York. And, I, and how about this? It was, it was myself, uh, JR, Kofi Kingston, and Dusty Rhodes. How about that for wow. to, be, to be on that panel with those guys? Um, and that was, and we did it in in the stadium, MetLife, eighty thousand people. It was up on the uh, up on the screens, and the place was going nuts even before the show started. Um, to, so to this day, that was still one of my favorites. But listen, I can uh, almost every week going to Raw and SmackDown. Just being backstage is is an unbelievable time. Um, you know, when I first showed up, my first day backstage, you have, you know, the Bella Twins, Maurice, Kelly Kelly, Gail Kim, uh, you know, all these 10, 15 beautiful women walking around backstage. That enough was like, oh, my God, uh, this is going to be every week. Just heads turning everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it, it's phenomenal. It's just everything about, you know, it, it's such a it's such a hard job to get you know, because it, how many of them are there? Uh, and, you know, it's, I always tell everybody, you know, you do the work, you do the work, you work hard, uh, but you got to have a lot of luck. Um, you know, a lot of folks who work hard and if you don't have that luck and things don't click into place, sometimes it just doesn't happen. But uh, for me with WWE, I love it. I have that same enthusiasm today that I did on day one. Uh, and I think, you know, when you go in and, and, and it kind of spreads to the people you work with, um, I think that's one of the keys to, to sticking around so long. It's just that, you know, at WWE, being somebody good to work with is very important to them. Uh, the producers have to be happy. Uh, you know, no, no, no egos coming in. And it's just, it really should, listen, we're not, we're not curing any diseases, right? And right. in this day and age, it's kind of no pun intended. But, you know, when, when, when we're doing the work, it's really just supposed to be fun. Uh, and I, I take it that way. I don't take myself too seriously. And I just go in, I get the job done. We laugh, we go home, we come back another day.
And that's the thing too, that I'm glad you mentioned the thing about luck and working hard and, you know, all the great qualities you just mentioned, because we have seen so many faces come in, come out in the company. And like I said, you've been there for such a long time and we're able to like manage to like stay there and just like, you know, keep, keep taking every opportunity as, as they come. But yeah. now I do want to mention the fact that you have been able to see this uh, different trajectory that the company has gone in. So, you know, prior, obviously, you got to see the rise of the digital age and they really kicked it off with that you know the YouTube numbers are soaring and all these other shows that they've been bringing along plus the launch of the WWE Network I, I mean you can say that the last several years have just has just been like booming with content uh, for the company what has it been like to sort of see all of these new shows come about and just everything that the company is doing well, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's wild. I, I listen, I was, I was hired before while they were still talking about doing the WWE network and YouTube, you know, one of the first big YouTube products, I think from, and it wasn't really from WWE. It was Zack Ryder himself uh, when he was doing his Z true Long Island story, uh, which I was a part of with him backstage. I was like his pitch man for all the commercials, uh, which was just a phenomenal. So you talk about having fun. That, that was so much fun doing those. But, you know, I, I think what, what you saw Zach do with the YouTube stuff and the numbers he was, you know, uh, pr pr producing, um, you know, it was, listen, to me, when I, when I first got there, the WWE Network was originally supposed to be on television as a TV network. Uh, and then things changed and, and models changed. So they went with digital. Uh, and just like you said, between that and Facebook and YouTube and now Instagram, uh, and Twitter, I mean, just, you know, you look at their numbers, I mean, they, they are insane. I mean, what do you have? Was there, I think there's 60 million uh, YouTube followers and, and yes. Facebook followers, even when we do our kickoff shows, you know, for the pay-per-views and they air on all of those different, uh, you know, those different digital platforms. It's really, it's amazing the number of people. And, and again, it's all about content and eyeballs, right? right? How much content can you put out? Make it creative, make it fun, make it interesting, and how many people are watching. And that's what it's all about right now. So now when you go out there and you do this stuff, like where do you come in in terms of like, do you add any additional creative input where you like say like, hey, maybe we should add this, we should do this, or this would be a good idea to incorporate into that. Um, where do you, do you uh, come in in that? Yeah, well, listen, our shows, I do, I do a bunch of different shows, right? I do uh, WWE Afterburn. I do This Week in WWE and, and things like that. Most of those shows, the producers will put scripts together. Um, but I have, you know, the, the, most of them are younger than me. So I'll say, hey, maybe we should write it this way or let's do it this way or more conversationally this way. So I do have a, a little creative license to do what I, you know, to do what I want as far as scripts go. I'll always say, hey, guys, let's, let's try this or let's try this. And they may take your advice or they may not. Um, but no, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a great working environment where it's, it's, everybody's part of this team, right? Nobody comes right. in and says, okay, here's the script. This is how we're doing it. This is what you have to say. Um, it's just, here's the script. Do you guys want to do it this way? Maybe we should say this. Oh, should we add this? Maybe we shouldn't say it like this. Are we allowed to say this? Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's a good uh, creative process. But, you know, for me as the on-camera talent, uh, you know, everything is usually there for you in place. And then you could say, hey, let's do this. Maybe we should do this. So it's, it, it just, 
it works out perfectly. We get everything done very quickly. In this day and age, I'm doing everything either in my basement or outside <laughs> in my backyard. Um, but, and it's I just, wild. you know, I just, I tweeted out the other day as I was shooting uh, this week in WWE and my partner, Elise uh, Ashton, and she, you know, she's in Tennessee shooting the other half uh, and we make it look like we're together. I said, it's still amazing to me after all this time, how it looks so amazing on your cell phone and then you upload it to a satellite in space. It comes back down to WWE studios to an editor all within seconds. Uh, you know, in the in perfect quality. So it's it's just amazing. Listen, if the technology what it was, if the technology wasn't what it is today, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, and this was ten years ago, and this pandemic hit. I don't know how people would be getting all of this done, right? We wouldn't have any I, of this. I almost feel like it's been easier to just get like more content out because, you know, we're at home, we're take, we're eliminating the driving time, whatever it is that you Absolutely. do during your day that takes up that time. <laughs> you're, you're sort of making up with it by doing this. And right. I mean, it's just so easy, but I agree with you. Had this happened 10 years ago, I, I don't know where we would be right now in terms of at least right. the digital and television space and all of that. So now let's go ahead and talk about some of the some of your favorite people that you've been able to work with with the company, whether it be uh, you know actual talent, behind the scenes people, who are just some of the people that you genuinely enjoyed working with. I I don't enjoy anybody. I think they're all hacks uh, over there. Um, You're like no, I'm number I, one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they're all a bunch of uh, worthless hacks. Uh, no, I uh, listen. I like I said. I, I had a great time. The the the, the digital show I was doing with Zach Ryder at the time. Uh, listen, every every performer, every superstar I've ever I've ever met. I've, they're all just super people. Uh, creative talented physical specimens you know what I mean uh, you know these guys are putting themselves through through crazy stuff night in and night out um, you know I, I can't really pick out one particular person for you because like I said they've all everybody's been great I've, I've had so many different co-hosts uh, you know Charlie Caruso Elise uh, Kathy Kelly's been my co-host Jack Corpella you know, at the table, I worked with Jerry the King, uh, Josh oh, Matthews, Matt Stryker. Um, you know, everybody's, it's just, like I said, it's just so much fun. Every, everybody's there for the same purpose. Um, and it's just been, uh, it's just been phenomenal. I can't, I can't even give you like one name of a person. Oh, I, I loved working with this person over this person because it's all just been, uh, you know, it, it's just been phenomenal for me. And I, I've been there so long. I've worked with a lot of people now. <laughs> You're like, um, I've worked with everybody at this point. Yeah. And listen, it doesn't, it doesn't mean I'm an old man. I'm still a young guy. <laughs> I just, I, I've been able to just, you know, like I said, show up every day, do the work. And, uh, you know, luckily I've been able to stick around. And I, I hope to stick around for another 20 years because I love doing it. So now, are there certain things you would still like to do within the company that maybe you haven't done or you would like to get more of an opportunity to do? Um, you know what? I'm always ready. You know, when you say, you know, you practically have done everything, uh, that's because every time I get a call to do it, I'm always ready to go. Uh, you know, hey, can you come do this? Can you come do this? The one thing I would love to do that I've never, I've never had a chance to do because there's, there's great people doing it. Uh, boy, I'd love to sit in Michael Cole's seat one day on Raw. Uh, are on SmackDown now, excuse me. Um, and, you know, I'd love to sit in Tom Phillips' seat on, uh, you know, on Raw. Um, but, you know, those guys are great. And again, that's, that, those are once in a lifetime opportunities. Um, but hey, you know what, as long as, like I said, I, 
we got the NXT takeover coming up next this month and SummerSlam. I'll be doing the kickoff shows with, you know, with Sam Roberts and, and Peter Rosenberg again. And, um, you know, if there was one thing I'd love to, I, I never got hit with a chair by any of the wrestlers. <laughs> I you think know, that's something the, that everybody would want to experience at least once. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like I remember, you know, back in the day when the, when the, when the interviewers would be backstage, men, when obviously the women weren't going to do this, but the, the men, you know, like Josh Matthews would interview Brock Lesnar. Brock would pick him up by the head and chuck him <laughs> into the wall. Um, or, you know, Stryker, every time he was doing an interview out in the, in the, on the set, he would get, you know, body slammed. And I was like, man, I just once I wanted, I just want to get, you know, crushed out there just once. <laughs> like someone throw me to a, th throw me to a table, yeah, let's yeah. throw me onto a catering table. Doesn't matter. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the one, that's the one way to get a two, three week vacation is when, you know, you walk out with the neck brace and you know, you can't be on the air. <laughs> that's hilarious. I, I, I love that. And so, okay. Now earlier you mentioned that obviously it takes a lot. It takes luck to also, you know, make it in a company like this, especially yeah. when it moves so fast. What would you say to aspiring uh, broadcasters that want to pursue a career as an on-air personality with WWE? What are some of the things that they could do to sort of get them going in the right direction? Well, you know what, Denise, I always tell, you know, the younger folks, it's all, first of all, it's all about practice, right? It's all about practice, practice, being comfortable in front of a camera, uh, being comfortable interviewing somebody, being comfortable standing there. For example, when I talked about that audition with Joey Styles, right? Joey, one of the things that I had to do that I, they, I guess they made everybody do is they hand you a stick of wood. And they say, I want you to sell me this stick of wood for one minute on camera, just <laughs> ad libbing the whole thing. And, you know, if you're not, if you don't, if you're not seasoned enough or have enough practice to say, oh, okay, sure, I could do that. You know, and, and, and while before they're saying go, you're trying to think of something in your head, right? Um, but it's, it's all about practice, making the tapes. I say tapes, I'm still in that old school, but, you know, making your demos um, and then just, you know, trying to approach people and sending and sending and sending, uh, because that's really all you could do. You know, sometimes you have to be a pain in the butt, uh, to get people to notice you. Uh, I was in a, a great spot where I ended up like WWE just kind of fell in my lap back in the day. I was a sportscaster and I started doing pieces on WWE people because SmackDown was on my station and, they were looking for a person and, you know, Hey, let's take this guy. He's already doing everything with us. And it just kind of one thing led to another. So I got lucky, right? I got lucky right. in that respect. I could be the best that broadcaster in the world. If somebody doesn't want to give you a chance to do it, nobody's ever going to see it. Um, but my, my advice is just to, if you want to be a WWE announcer, watch what they do on the air, practice, practice, record it and practice and more practice. You know what I mean? Well if you're said. already, if, right. If you're, if you're, if you already have a, and, and again, it's, it's a lot easier to get a broadcasting job when you are working. Okay. So if you're already like a sportscaster or a newscaster or a host somewhere, because if you look at even the kids who are doing the bump these days, right. Right. A lot of those, a lot of those, I mean, Kayla was already there. Uh, Matt camp was doing stuff on TV and radio. It's serious. So it's, it's always easier to, to have somebody look at you while you're on the air every day because it's almost like you're auditioning every day. And to this day, as far as I am in my career, 
every time I'm on the air, I still, I still treat it as an audition. You know what I mean? There's never a throw, right. There's never yeah. a throwaway of anything I do. So all those shows we do for WWE, if I think it's important, it's not important. If whether it's a kickoff show or afterburn that airs in 40 countries that I never see, I treat it with the same respect and energy like it's, you know, like I'm auditioning because you, re you really are. You never know when somebody's going to say, hey, give me that tape. I want to take a look at Stanford. And if it's not, you're not giving it your best on that particular day, then maybe they're not seeing what you want them to see. It's kind of like that thing where if you, because sometimes you work like those small jobs and you're like, oh, this job's never going to get me anywhere or whatever. But it's all of those right. small jobs and those small opportunities that prepare you Absolutely. for the bigger things and get you ready for all yeah. of that. So I feel like yeah. that's like perfectly in line with like what I've heard like overall, which is just pretty cool. So now obviously you, WWE isn't the only thing that you've done. Like you've done news, you've no. done sports, you've done morning shows, anchors. I mean, you could really go on and on. How did you sort of balance both of these worlds? I mean, I can only assume that your schedule must've been absolutely, is absolutely insane. It was, you know what it was? It was pretty crazy. Uh, like I would, you know, Sukanya and I, who, who were doing the morning show, Pix 11, we now have our show at night on Facebook Live, which that's a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we, I would get up at 2.30 in the morning and I would come into work. We, you know, 5, 5, 5.30, we're on the air. Uh, we, you know, we're on the set from, from 5.30 to, to 9 o'clock uh, doing news and fun and celebrities. I mean, that was the most fun. You know, I'm, I'd sit on the set and people, celebrities would come walking in. I would be like, Oh my God, I used to have a poster of her when I was a kid. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and then we would get off the air at, at nine o'clock. We'd probably have a meeting till 10, 1030. I jump in my car, drive up to Connecticut to do the WWE shows. Uh, Cause those are all pre-taped. So I didn't have to be there at a particular time. Do those shows, get home by like two, two thirty, And, you know, I'd be probably shot by then. And, but the, the main thing is, None of this is work to me. You know what I mean? When you're, when you're on the air doing what you love and, and the camera's on, you kind of, you don't think about all your bills that you have to pay. Or, you know, if I have a backache one day, I don't even notice the pain. Um, so none of it's work. I, mean, I could go all day long, you know, from one to the next to the next. And then when I, when I left PIX11 and added CBS Sports HQ, which is also up in Stanford, um, you know, so I was going to Connecticut to do WWE. I would finish shooting, go down the road to CBS HQ till two o'clock in the morning. Uh, and you just, you know, you just keep going. You don't even really think about it. The schedule's crazy, but it's fun crazy. And the day goes quick. And then when, and when you're on your way, I, I, used, I always used to say to my wife, I'd say, boy, I love going to work, but I love coming back home too. When you're done with a full, when you're done with a full day and you're like, oh, everything went great. You're like, that's incredible. And here's the thing too, is that like, like you said, if it's something that you love, it doesn't even feel like work because you're just, no. you're just, it's, it's kind of like you enjoy watching TV. Okay. That's what I'm doing all day. So it kind of falls in line with like those right. exact same categories, <laughs> even though you're working and you're making money. So it's different in that sense. Um, do you have a preference in terms of what you like to do best, whether it be uh, covering news, whether it be covering entertainment, whether it be more on the sports side, uh, what formats do you like? the best i well listen you know i i love the wwe stuff that's a given um you know that i was i've loved that since i'm a kid um but i also i love the entertainment side 
uh, like doing the morning shows was really the, like the perfect spot for me outside of WWE because, you know, you, you're doing everything. You're going from breaking news to fun news to a, a politician walking in to a celebrity walking in to, you know, you're singing with a choir to, you know, doing goofy stuff. Um, and and the, I just, I like the speed and the pace of it, right? So if we're in a commercial and a politician, you know, the mayor of New York City comes walking in, you go online real, on your phone real quick, and like, all right, let's do what's going on with the mayor. <laughs> so for the next three minutes, it makes you seem like you not really know what you're talking. Okay, mayor. So, and then a celebrity walks in, it's the same thing. You know, in the commercial break, you trying to, you know, you get some questions in your head because when you're on the set, you don't really have the time to prepare for the interviews that come in. Uh, and there are times where we've sat there for six hours on a, on a train derailment, uh, you know, a big explosion or, or, or weather. And, you know, there's no prompter and people are, you know, they're, okay, the governor is on the phone. You're going to talk to the governor of New York. You're going to talk to the governor of New Jersey. I just love all the fast pacedness of it. Um, and then th that's another one of those things. When you're done, you're like, man, we did pretty, pretty well out there today. Uh, and it's just, you know, it, when you have the producers in your ear and the guys on the floor and everybody's working together and it comes out the way you want it to come out, it's great. And even when it doesn't, I always tell every, I was, I think I was always the guy on the set who said, listen, all right, that got screwed up. Don't worry about it. Nobody's going to remember it five minutes from now. <laughs> we didn't affect anybody's life today. Um, we, you know, you just keep going and, and you have fun with it. But, uh, that, but my ultimate goal Denise, my ultimate goal was always to be a game show host. That was oh, and my you got ultimate. to do some of that, correct? I, I got to do a little of that on the game show network. Whenever we do, like, whenever I was doing sports, I would always do quizzes with the athletes and all kinds of games and things like that. I try to do anything but sports when I was doing it. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, being a game show host, like that whole Ryan Seacrest type of career, uh, is, you know, right up my alley for 20, $30 million a year would have been perfect for me. And I love that. It's funny. Cause I was going to ask you, I was like, what are, what are some of your career goals that are still left? And I can definitely see you doing that because I mean, you have like this, uh, presence that is very professional, but at the same time, very fun. And I think I messaged mentioned this early, but I was like, I've seen you dancing. I've seen you do just about like oh, yeah. everything. And that's what it takes though, because that people want to see somebody that is fun on the air. And I think that's one of the cool things that uh, you bring to the table. So Scott, I'm going to go ahead and take that in as a lead into our final segment which is our lightning round game so what Ooh. we're gonna do here is I'm gonna ask you 10 random questions about yourself to get to know you a little bit better and for everybody to get to know you a little bit better so uh, okay. you just go, go ahead and answer them here we go are go. you guys ready for lightning round with <laughs> Scott Stanford <laughs> uh, question number one what is your favorite place to eat in New York Favorite place to eat in New York? Uh, that would be uh, Del Frisco Steakhouse. Nice. Question number two, event you were most nervous or excited to cover? Event I was most nervous or excited to cover? The, um, it was the Giants Super Bowl Parade. Last, I think it was 2009 maybe, if I'm not mistaken, a Giants Super Bowl Parade in New York City. Oh, I can only imagine how exciting that must have been. Uh, question number three, who are the coolest celebrities that you have met or interviewed? Uh, well, boy, I met a lot of them, a lot of athletes, a lot of celebrities. But uh, the one I got, you know, Chaz Palminteri, the actor, 
Um, we just did, uh, I just had a, a thing with George Lopez a couple of weeks oh, he's ago. he's so funny. Uh, yeah, no, there have been so many. Uh, one of my childhood uh, posters that I had on my wall, we just did a couple of weeks ago, and Donna DeErico, who used to be on Baywatch. Uh, and how about this? Last night, last night, I know this might be dated, but last night I had Lisa Lisa, the singer on our show, and I got to sing with her the song. You might be too young. I don't know if you know the song, All Cried Out, but I got to sing with her All Cried Out on my show last night. That was a, uh, that was a highlight for me. I will have to Google the song, but I, I, I'll check it out for sure. <laughs> oh, that's really great. fun. To, you have a great singing voice, by the way. That's one of the things I've definitely noticed. That's uh, fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, question number four. Uh, what is your favorite thing to have for breakfast? Oh, uh, the Frosted Flakes. Nice. And question number five, what are your favorite songs to sing? Favorite songs to sing are usually like, um, you probably Sinatra, Sinatra songs. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet. But you know what? I'm also, I, I was just singing in the car some One Direction with my daughter. Uh, Everybody want to steal my girl. So I go, oh you know, I could- Oh my God. Do, that yeah, is so funny. I go from Meta I go from Metallica to you know Barry Manilow to to One Direction. You know I got it all going. Breaking news: Scott Stanford is a one is a Directioner. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love that. Question number six: Who is your favorite stand-up comedian? Oh, right now, uh, it it right now Sebastian Maniscalco is one of my favorites. Um, but you know I. I, right now, he'd be my favorite, but uh, there's, there's so many great ones. We've had so many great ones on the show, but I'd go right now, Sebastian Maniscalco. Great one. Question number seven. Have you ever had an embarrassing on-air moment? And if so, what was it? Oh, boy. You know what? I've had so many on-air mo moments that were kind of goofy. Never really embarrassing because I don't get embarrassed. Uh, and there are times where I will goof up on my own on purpose just to make it seem like an embarrassing <laughs> moment. Um, but as, uh, I don't, oh my goodness. I can't really think of any. Um, I remember my first, my first night ever doing sports in New York, all the, uh, all the tapes weren't working and I was left out there on my own to just, you know, talk about what was happening. And so, cause the highlights wouldn't work. Oh, that um, could be, that could have been very, my scary. very first my very first night on television on New York news. And, and I think they did it on purpose, but as far as embarrassing, I don't, I can't really think of anywhere. I said, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I did that. Cause I, I, that's like me. I'd rather, I'd rather be, I'd rather do something that looks embarrassing than stay serious. Kind of works out as like a, as a charming moment instead of an embarrassing yes. moment. I've had, I've had, I've had dreams where I was on stage with no pants on, <laughs> but never, it never really happened. <laughs> I've had the dreams where like you forget all your lines and you're like, what was I supposed oh, to yeah. do? I, I've had those oh, and I'm just like, worse. oh God, then please no. <laughs> um, question number eight, what is your favorite thing to do on a day off? Favorite thing to do on a day off? Well, you know what? Right now I've been getting into this pickleball. You ever play pickleball? No. What is that? Oh, it's it's crazy. I mean, they could have come up with a better name for it, but it's um, it's like a hybrid between tennis and ping pong on a court with a little net, with and you play with four people and you just you you blast the ball back with it's their um like paddle ball rackets with like a wiffle ball type ball. Oh, I see. And it's it's fast. It's crazy. You sweat your brains out. <laughs> Um, 
But listen, like I'm always off. So I mean, if, if this is being off to me and working is being off to me, so I'm, uh, you know, work has always been fun for me. But right now, yeah, the pickleball, that's been my thing. That's my jam right now. Pickleball it is. <laughs> Question pickleball. number nine. Uh, where do you keep your Emmys? I know I see them now. <laughs> uh, Denise, I really, I don't know. I can't seem to find them anywhere. Um, no, I, where can they be? I, um, you know, we used to use one as a gate stopper for when, you know, we had the gates for the kids. My wife would put one to keep the gate open. Um, but they're all, they're in a, uh, they're in a case upstairs with a few other, you know, radio things that I won. And, you know, I always, I always goof around about the Emmys, but it's funny because in this business and the news business, they don't really mean any, they don't really mean much. But <laughs> you know I think I mean? it's cool to have, hey, people it's, come you know over and look at my awards. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's cool to have. It's not like winning an Academy Award or an Emmy, uh, you know, a daytime Emmy for a soap opera. Um, but it is, it's very cool. It's, those are the Emmy Award nights are always cool because you got all your peers in the room. And, and when you win, it's so much fun. But, you know, the next day, it's like, hey, who, who won last night again? You know, they, it's, but everybody's it's fun, trolling you. Fun. Oh, yeah. it's all in good nature. Uh, question number 10, last one. What is your ultimate dream vacation? Ultimate dream vacation. Uh, probably. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. A week, a week in Hawaii with all the briefcase girls from Deal or No Deal. <laughs> and are you gonna have the little numbers? What activity do we do depending on the briefcase? We all have numbers with the names on them, so I know who everybody is, and I could say, Sheila, open the case. <laughs> We're going. Uh, what is it? Luau dancing or something? I don't uh, know. Boy, you talk. You talk about a cushy game show gig. What, what about Howie on that one? You know, right? Joanne, open the case. That's a fun game to play. I like to play that one when uh, I would go to Chuck E. Cheese back in the day because they yes, had it there. And yes, David and Dave and Buster's had it too. Yeah. Do you know, do you know the trick? You know, when they mix up all the cases on the game, uh -huh. when they put the big number in and they mix them all right? up? Right. If you, if you take your phone and put your phone in slow motion and film it, you could follow the case to where it goes and then you could pick the right number. Oh my God, I've been doing it wrong my entire life. So have I, somebody taught us that trick and we did it. The only thing is it, the slow motion goes a little too slow and then they're asking you to pick the case while you're still oh, watching okay. the slow motion go on your phone. But it was a, it's a great way to do it. it. Really, it's easy to follow it that way. That's good. Hey, get those tickets because those places charge a lot of money and you want to go home with the biggest prize. So do what it takes. Um, Scott, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. It was so much fun. Before we go, where can people find you on social media? Uh, well, let's see. I am uh, at Scott Stanford one on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we have an amazing show on Facebook Live every night at 730, the Suki and Scott show. Where it's all these guests and entertainers. Uh, so that's the Suki and Scott show on Facebook Live. And what else is there? There's Facebook. <laughs> You're like, there's this, there's that. Yeah. I don't have a MySpace page anymore. Darn um, it. I used to, no, I used yeah, to was, love ranking was, friends. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, at, at Scott Stanford One and the Suki and Scott show, which is, which is also, that's a whole nother story. That thing's taken off like crazy, but we can talk about that another day. 
Perfect. Well, I'm going to go ahead and add all of those links in the description box. So guys, make sure to check those out. Scott, thank you once again. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Please do not forget to leave a comment in the comment section below. Let me know what you thought of this interview. Give this video a like and subscribe to the channel for more videos like this one. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Bye, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.